Hey Busties, Frankie here. In this week's episode, we delve into some topics that may be sensitive for some listeners. We've listed these for you in the show notes, so please take this opportunity to pause and take a second to go through the potential trigger words and topics before proceeding to the episode. Thank you. Welcome to Oh, You'll Change Your Mind, a podcast about parenting and motherhood hosted by two childless women, Shannon and Frankie, whose biological clocks are screaming, baby! Hello. Hey, Busty. What's up? Oh, not much. Should we explain Busties to everybody? Maybe. I feel like maybe we did in the show notes one time, but I don't know if anyone out there of our 26 listeners actually reads the show notes that I put so much I effort into. I highly doubt it. Probably not. Okay. Well, take us away. What's what's Busty? Explain Busties to us. So every time Frankie would message me, she'd be like, hey, Bestie. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. My Bestie. And then one time she did it, and I thought she said, hey, Busty. And I was honestly shocked because I was like, me? <laughs> me? Is it me? What? <laughs> busty and it was the funniest thing in the world and she's like well that's not what I meant but now we just use it. <laughs> I so. definitely said bestie and not busty but like, okay girl. I was like oh I just feel so complimented thank you. <laughs> so yeah that's the that's the history of busties. Just in case everyone I just feel like we listened to the end of it and people are probably like what the fuck is busty? Well we got several messages being like what the fuck is goonbag mean? When we were oh. like, hi, goon bags. Oh yeah, that was just because I call my dog goon bag because he's like a giant bag of goon. <laughs> he is. Listen, is he? He truly is. I will put a picture up of him and you'll see exactly what I mean. Like we used to jiggle him, and his little tongue was like a square little jiggly goon bag. It is. Fit, like half full of wine. Half full. Half full. Of Only half full. Not a full goo bag. Definitely not. Lani, you can laugh out loud. We have a guest this week. <laughs> she's been holding it in. She's desperately been holding it in. So I was going to do the most like time. professional like transition of like, how's your week? How's your week? Blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what we have. But no. We have a guest this week. We do. It is my friend Lani. Um, and what's special about Lani, she's about to give me a second friend. A second friend. <laughs> a new friend. <laughs> AKA she's very pregnant and literally could go into labor right now. Like we don't know. <laughs> At any moment. She's really trying to organize to record like this episode of the pod before baby comes. Like we mentioned it last week that we were like going to be in the delivery room with you. Be like, so how's that going? <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> Which level of face are you on that chart? <laughs> Which I was totally down for. <laughs> Just think the hospital would be like, so are you pref- are you staff or like support people because yeah. Yeah. what is this? What is happening? Why do you have microphones? Exactly. All right. We're going to do a like, quick um, catch up, catch up of like, so how are you feeling about babies this week? I imagine probably the same, but I don't know. I very, think- very much the same, to be honest. Like um, we were... Like, I've had some of my New Zealand family because my dad got married on Tuesday to his lovely now wife, Kat. Um, hey, Kat. So congratulations Ooh. to them. Kat does listen to the pod, so shout out. Shout out. Um, yeah, she's one of our 26 listeners. Hey. Um, yeah, so that was really nice. Um, and I got to spend some time with my New Zealand family, and a lot of my family have babies, and they've all had them very young. So, like, a lot of them are my age, and they've got, you know, two, three. One of them has four kids, I think. Jesus. Jeez. Um, yeah, well, I come from a big family, so it's not like... I just, I always just, but, like... I think I think Jesus when I think of two kids though, like two of them running like around. Our holy savior. It's tea, like tea posing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to like it just all I think about is imagine having like two ferrets and you're trying to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, two ferrets. 
where it's in a pillowcase and yeah. you're like, get in here. You're trying to grab one and it's wiggling back from you and you're trying to grab the other and you forget that they're basically a bag of jelly and that's what I imagine <laughs> two children are like. Well, Just trying to grab these kids. Use, they're not all infants. They're like, <laughs> they have them a decent whack apart. So like, it's just quadruplets and she's just like, baby. <laughs> like those pictures where people are holding nine puppies at once and they're yeah, like, those pictures of chipmunks where they just have like four peanuts in their mouth um, yeah no so like I have a big family and there's lots of babies and lots of very cute babies and I was talking to my aunties about it who also listened to the pod for the first time hey. last week um, and one of my uncles was like that's a really interesting perspective on the podcast considering you're one of the only like of the grandchildren, like my kind of generation of grandchildren that doesn't have a kid now. So he was like, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting perspective that you're kind of talking about pregnancy and childbirth and motherhood. Cause you don't have a baby. And so many of your cousins do. And I was like, I completely agree. My dude. <laughs> Hello, my guy. Yes, correct. That is the premise of my podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was really good. But we also went to watch my cousin play rugby and Kenya was fully getting into like, dad rugby mode like he was standing there with his arms crossed like he was holding his <laughs> nice catch nice was catch his good kick, drink under his arm and i was just like jesus christ it begins because basically our kid is either going to do martial arts or rugby or a combination of both because that's our two sporting backgrounds so like yeah there was lots of very cute kids and so, they were... so my kid's going to be a chicken farmer <laughs> 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 no, it ought to be rugby, but yeah, it'd be chicken farming or rugby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I told Kenny that we had to have 15 kids so that we could have our own rugby team. And he said, well, that seems reasonable. Um, and then there were just like lots of really cute little kids and they were like, it was the under 10s team and their little shirts, they were just, they were too big and they were just little stick legs poking out from the thing. And I was oh, like, oh, please, <laughs> please, please, please. please. <laughs> I'm ovulating, please. Now, now, now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's another fair point. We, I remember on last week's app, we talked about like the perfect best possible case one scenario. in best case scenario for if I kicked my birth control whenever, two weeks ago, whatever. Um, and we basically, you and me, not me and Kinnear, pinpointed my ovulation to literally this week, and that is what my flow app told me. So basically, we're pregnancy and childbirth geniuses. We are. We are as good as an algorithm. I mean, <laughs> can attest. <laughs> we're as good as the flow app. So. I mean, I did nail it that first time, so that's true. Yeah, good that about is very it. true. Yeah, we're well. all over this. <laughs> I do have those tests for you in my bag, so fantastic. Because you say, please don't let me forget, like I will remember myself. Okay, there's. Yeah. Between the three of us, we I've will. got I've got ovulation tests I've been meaning to give to you as well. Oh great! I'll yeah. take I'm them sure all. Thank you. Three of us Clearly not going to use them for a while. <laughs> yeah, we we'll have with ovulation tests. <laughs> Excellent. We will do it. They're anyway. packed, ready to go. So that's me. How are you feeling? Uh, uninspired. Fab. Do not want. <laughs> Amazing. I did pee on a pregnancy test today because I was supposed. So the, my flow app has lost its fucking mind. Like it's truly just it can't cope with the idea of like you were pregnant, you weren't pregnant. Now we don't know what the fuck you. <laughs> want from us we do not know Flops, like, do you not mind it the same it does not know it wanted it told me my ovulation was like way earlier so that i tracked it so i put it in so even today it was like yesterday it said your period is due in one day and now today i'm two days late and i'm like okay you, the math ain't mathin', friend <laughs> like this is not correct so but i still peed on the stick and i'm not pregnant well it thinks i'm not pregnant right. which i'm pretty well no i'm pretty sure i'm not pregnant right. so i feel yeah. a little calm but like it's lost its fucking marbles yeah. and now like it usually predicts that like 
it tells you. So like, it'll be like, you know, ovulation in a, like, when will it be in August? When will it be in September? Now it's just blank. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what is going on. I can't get a period. Who knows? So like peeing on this test today, I was like, like 1% disappointed or maybe 2%. Max 5%. Max 5 In a range like, of 2 to 5%. But, like, I just was thinking about it, Shay, and I'm just, like, not excited about it at all mm. in the way that I was before. Like, I was, mm. like, I was excited. I was, like, yeah, this is cool. We were talking about names, and I had, had an idea, and I was, like, oh, that kind of, like, it's like, like, I'm, like, small spark of joy. Like, mm, interesting. Mm. But, I don't know, maybe next month when I, like, I don't know. It's also to be expected. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, not good. Yeah. All right. Well, Lani, how do you feel about babies? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Really quick. I feel like you need to start paying on pregnancy tests to assert dominance. Not even to check pregnancy. Just piss on them to show that you're the boss. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need to say. Lani. <laughs> I think that is the best way I have ever heard someone say that. That's great. Um, well, yeah, I'm clearly very ready for this one to come out. Um, but it's very... <laughs> okay. Right. So, all right. Back. Take it. Take us back to the start. Take back us back to, to your, okay. So, Lani and I have been friends for some some years now. Yeah. It feels yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's been a year. I'm like, that's not even remotely no. true. <laughs> not even a little bit. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. I think it was just pre-COVID that we. I think before that. Yeah. It's I can't remember. Like All I remember is that you walked past me in a, at a Christmas party, and I was like, "My, this you're the lady dog person. You're we the, should be friends." And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe I just shouted that out to a person." You're the away. dog lady. <laughs> Let's be friends. I'm like, cool. We're friends now. Um, we do have a great night. Yeah. Your friendships is be like, "You're my friend now." You're my friend. <laughs> the other person either says yes or no, and then boom, friends. Yeah. No, that was pretty much it. Pretty much it. <laughs> but like, so when, when, so if you don't mind, how old are you? I'm 32 now. Yeah. I love that I had to think about that. <laughs> okay. That actually helps because like we've definitely been friends for longer than two years then. Yes. Yes. Um, and at what point do you think you wanted babies? Um, or is that thinking about it? It's going to be my first Yeah. Question. I think I really started. So I'll go back a, a bit. I've definitely been of the mind for always. I am never having kids. Um, and everybody, everybody I know those was like, <laughs> was like, yep, Lani's never having kids. And they kind of, Cassandra and I have been together for 10 years this year. So I think there were sort of, you know, a few years in, they were like, oh, maybe they'll change. And then like, we just took forever to get married and they were like, okay, no, we're getting to the point now where they're just not going to have kids. It's fine. We've dealt with it. I've got two nephews and a niece, um, my sister's kids. And when you were saying with having people that have like four kids and you're looking at them and you're related to them and I'm like, I'm 32 yeah. and I cannot imagine having four kids right, right? now. That's um, wild. I'm still in my 20s. <laughs> I can't imagine having kids. Like, like, four kids. I'm like, no thanks. I am. I'm I just starting on the one. Four ankle biters running around. I know. <laughs> and I mean, I love my nephews and my niece two bits. My parents are up in Karatha with them at the moment and I am jealous as fuck that I'm not up there. Um... But I didn't really have that, oh, my God, I need to be a mum or anything like that. I think I was so 
uh, career focused and focused on our relationship and focused on things other than that that I wanted to achieve that I was just like I was like kids just don't fit into that they're not really that's that's not for me um, but I think when we started you know actually getting like once we actually got married and stuff there was something in me that was like oh I don't know and I felt this really um almost this shame that mm. oh I'm thinking of yeah. th- there's this been <laughs> lifelong opinion I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Lower> my mind. <laughs> it was like this lifelong opinion that I had always had of no 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 and I felt this shame that I was even considering, considering yeah. the alternative yeah. I felt like a traitor. I was yeah. like, go against myself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And because, <laughs> as you said, everyone's like, oh, no, you'll change your mind. And I was like, no, I'm not. That's that's what yeah, I want. Like you don't want to give them like, the satisfaction. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I cannot go back to these people now and say, oh, actually. <laughs> because they're going to be like, see? Yeah. And I just hate it's that. Not, it's the told you so. It's like, the told the you smugness. so. The smugness. The smugness. Oh, man. And, and even if they don't act smug, you know what's there. Yeah. And Behind the eye. Oh man, and like the people closest to me, my mum has always said, my mum does listen to the podcast. Hi, mum. My mum has always said, I will 100% understand if you guys never have kids. That is fine. I've seen what the world is. It's not, you know, you're not required to have kids. But she's always been like, but I'd fucking love it. Yeah. Like, locally, like, don't do me dirty like this. Like, yeah. please give me something that the grandkid, like, would love. And I'm like, okay, I know what you really want, Mum. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think we started probably <laughs> – I could just see her being like, oh, I'm really supporting you and your choices, but, like, please fucking – Oh, yeah. Please <laughs> give me that. Yeah, it's just like a whisper track when you're asleep. She's like, please give me a grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> talking to your subconscious. I mean, my mum is so supportive of, I mean, not even just of us, of like our friends. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my friend is have my friend's doing this podcast. She was like, oh, I need to listen to it. I just downloaded it while they drove up to Karaz. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, mum. Your <laughs> poor dad's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why are you listening to these two goblins? <laughs> mad woman that was in our house. Uh, you see, dad got clever and got the earphones for her. Ah, good, good, good. Someone um, came prepared. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've always been brought up in that environment. And even, like, going back to getting married, like, my parents, um, their experience of getting married was wildly different to what we had. So I've yeah. always had a really supportive background. I mean, I grew up in a house of no weddings if you you know you just elope you'll get five hundred dollars a ladder and a getaway car because <laughs> we used to live when we were kids in a two-story house it was like nope once you turn 16 that's it that's your elopement money off you go um because my parents when they got married had 120 people or something at their married at their wedding and a hundred of those were my grandmother's friends oh my <laughs> you know yay for the big greek family <laughs> so my parents were always really supportive of you know if we even chose to get married let alone how we got married um and you know if we do decide to have babies or anything like that so it did really feel when I started sort of feeling those feelings of uh maybe I do want this um it felt like I was almost betraying everybody I knew Mm. or or the person that I am yeah 
Mm. Um, but I think those... I think those conversations really started to happen for Andrew and I once we had got married and like moved into our new house and all that sort of stuff. And for a while, I think he was more pro baby than I was. Um, but his reasonings for it were <laughs> very logical reasonings, which as you guys said last week, there's what? no logic. Oh, okay. yes. yes. logical reasons. I feel like I want to get Andrew in here now and be like, tell me them. Get what is this? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? We'll get him. <laughs> What are your logical reasons? Um, so when we were first talking about it, he was like, because he's very, very close to his parents and he's an only child. Like they only live a kilometre around the road. And when we bought this place, everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we're like, no, no, it's fine. You know, they're really respectful of our space and everything. It's actually great now because we had to go out for the entire day yesterday and we are like, uh, so our dog that's not an outdoor boy is going to need to wee at some point. Can you come and pick him up? <laughs> and they were like, yes, of course we can. Yes, we love <laughs> um, So Andrew was always like, you know, you should have a child to, like, look after you in old age. And I was like, uh-uh-uh. <sighs> that is not a reason for me to sacrifice my body and my yeah. being <laughs> to hopefully have somebody that will look after me in old age because that's no guarantee that is absolutely no guarantee that's a lot of pressure on like just another person absolutely absolutely my mum used to be like I gave you life so I can take it away (laughs) (laughs) I gave you life so you will look after me like fucking kill me then (laughs) (laughs) you want to take it away oh my god I'm out (laughs) (laughs) us with boarding school and I'd be like fucking send me (laughs) send me me. don't threaten me with a good time (laughs) (laughs) so my my mum grew up in a very Greek household. My grandparents were Greek, and so they had kids and they had babies because it was the fifties and they're Greek and that's what they do. Yeah, you know. And the boys were treated as royalty, and the girls were. I mean, not that my mum and her sister were, you know, abused or anything, but they were very much yeah, like just very you will marry a good Greek boy. Yeah. Um, and then my English dad came along, and they were like. Yeah, I guess we like him. Um, (laughs) So my grandmother was always like, I can't wait to see you married with babies. And I was like, you might be holding your breath for a while. Um, And she she was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so when we first started talking about it, I was like, there's there's more to having a baby than potentially someone that can look after him because I've got an uncle that has zero relationship with any of my family um, and did not look after my grandmother in her... Yeah. in her final years so yeah. there is no guarantee of that and I think we kind of went back and forward and back and forward on it um for a while and you know those hormones really got in the way oh they're so rude it's I'm at critical so... mass with those oh. give me a baby yeah it's so rude and I remember like being 22 or 23 and having those hormone surges oh, really? at some point just being like you know, it'd be a really good idea I could just like go to a sperm bank and have a baby we're not even in a position to look after ourselves at the moment like. yeah that's like today like even just looking at plants i'm like we went to the nursery and it was like can we buy the 99 dollar plants or the 180 dollar plants and i'm having like a conniption and jason's like we're grown-ups we can buy whatever fucking plants we want and i was like isn't it weird i'm a grown-up like oh my god no like what the fuck i got meme where you're like in a stressful situation and you're looking around for an adult and then you remember that you're, you're the adult, the adult. You're, you're like, looking for an adultier adult yes the decision for I 100% had that feeling the other day I got out of the shower and I looked at myself and I was like I need oh my adult. god 
I am married with a dog and a mortgage and there is a baby on the way and <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to do this. To be fair, I do look at you and I think you're definitely an, an, a more adult than I am. Like, I'm like, that's my adult friend, you know. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> like one of those agony aunts. <laughs> I feel like no one's looking at me being like, that's an adult. I am. What do you mean? Dude, I live in Kinnear's parents' house. <laughs> You have a whole house. <laughs> but like, I am looking at you that way. But don't. It, there's no. There's no logic. I'm playing, painting my hall four different colours. Like, don't look up to me in any way. I didn't even own a whole house. But I think that's it. You always look at yourself as not the, the most baby. adult. Not the most adult person the in the room. But I don't feel like I ever look at my parents or like anyone's parents and be like, are grown-ups. It's just us that I'm like, these people, these people mm. are real grown-ups. Yeah. Mm. So at what point did you, because do you remember having that conversation with me being like, have you heard about babies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about the babies? I'm going to thing that yeah. you do. Because <laughs> we went out for drinks one night and I was like, so um, I've been thinking about this. Have you thought about this? And you're like, me too. I was like, oh my God, yeah. thank fucking God. Yeah, that was like right in the peak of me being like, I think we're going to do this. Mm. Um, or... Yeah, it was, like, right in the peak or just after where I was, like, I'm getting my IED out and all of that sort of stuff. Like, we sort of made that decision. But, yeah, I I want to say I remember it very well, but I also don't remember it because that was a big drinking night. Yeah, we did drink. <laughs> we drank very heavily. But I just remember sitting there and just being like, oh, okay. So it's not just me feeling like this. It's not just me feeling like... Because it just feels like such an adult decision. It really does. To think about actually trying and, like, yeah, getting an IUD. Because you're, like, actively taking steps to be, like, we could make this happen. Like, realistic. Not just, like, concept, oh, do I want kids one day? It's like, no, no. We're thinking Mm. that, like, possibly in the next year we're going to get pregnant. And then, and then there's no turning back. Well, it's also, like, you're not just fucking around and finding out either. Like, you're actually actively making a decision and taking the steps to practically do it and really plan how you're going to do it and how you're going to achieve that goal. And if you believe yeah. anything in manifestation, you're like actively being like, <laughs> come on, we are really, it's not like a concept. We're like, okay, all of these things happen and then we get this yeah. and then our lives. And then there's a human, yeah. there's a human being. I think the strangest thing for me was like, my sister's two years younger than me and she's got a two or four and a six year old now. And I think it was when the baby was born, like Mila was born, um, that I was like, yeah, I think we're doing this. So I think it was around that time as well because we'd gone up to visit them and I was like, yeah, okay, let's... This is a thing. Let's yeah. This is a thing. Let's give this a go. That new um, baby smell. She's real. Oh damn. It's oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'm looking forward to the I most. Know, all like I cheek is, squishes and. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smell your baby so hard. Cellular is plastered to the So yeah, I think going up there was the time that we kind of went. Do you know what? Let's just give this a go. Like. There's no time like the present, um, so why not just try it? Um, and so, yeah, then that was the yeah. whole, like, all right, well, then steps to getting an IED out and, mm. you know, all right, well, how do we – because we originally said, well, you know, I'll get my IED out and we'll just see how it goes, see what happens, which how is that like – Famous last words. <laughs> That's what I said, and then it's like it surprise. I know every day of everything, and it I know is, all the time. It is 
just see how it goes for the guys <laughs> because they are not tracking literally everything. This is what I said to Jason this like the last in the last few days. I was like, I am sick, sick to death of me just like because you're right. Like in his mind, we're constantly trying and we're constantly waiting. It's all just this like enigma of bullshit of being like maybe it's happening maybe it's not whereas I'm like I know what day it is alright do I test in two days do I check are my periods coming but I'm sick of this this is horseshit you get the fucking app you be in charge of this I don't want to fucking look at it right and I've said that before but I just was like I'm so because this month he was like I didn't even know we were trying I'm like what <laughs> So, like, what do you think was happening here? And so, like... And the classic, well, we're not not trying. Yeah. Which I was like, so if we're not trying, then we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're going to try, we're going to be efficient so we can get this shit done. Because the thing is, for them, it's just, like, it is, like, whatever. We're Do, like, comstat on your pregnancy. <laughs> like, trying to make everything as efficient as possible. Efficiency. Efficiency. You gotta be, as my fucking math teacher used to be systematic. Like, you've got to know the time. Oh, my, my old math teacher was work smarter, not harder. I really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, we're busy, like, prepping to know. Like, if I, you know, you do I now, if I'm not pregnant, I've got two weeks where I'm like whatever i can um, drink whatever i can do whatever it's not a big deal i have to think about it for a bit i just take the prenatals where like if otherwise am i now gonna punker down into mum mode and like is this gonna occur or is there just like la 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 yeah just like shaking like oh cool i've done my bit <laughs> that just means we get to have a lot of sex right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh, fucking hell sorry and because you were tracking it so hard, I know Andrew's going to be listening to us at the moment, just being like, I got things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but you are tracking it. You were tracking everything, as you said. But not only that, you feel your body. You know your yeah. body. And you're mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, I am nine months pregnant and I can feel things in, in around where my ovaries are supposed to be sitting. And I'm like, oh, is my period coming? No, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> You are constantly tracking these things, whether it's conscious or subconscious. Mm. The boys are not. No. They don't even know that you're consciously or subconsciously doing things. They're just like, well, big tummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but because, <laughs> and like we found because, or I found because I was tracking everything, I was like, all right, well, during this period is the time to be having sex. But anything outside of that, I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I just can't be bothered. Like, if you want to, don't you're going to have to instigate this because... You're going to have to make it magic. <laughs> like, in this period, I don't mind so much. Just get the job done. But yeah. the rest of the time, this better be fucking special. <laughs> Whereas in his mind, I'm sure he was like, cool, that just means lots of sex all the time. That's 100%, 100% what Jason's thinking. He's just like, yeah, down to bone. I'm like, look, mate. Gotta romance me here. Yeah, I am doing a lot of mental work for us right now. <laughs> you gotta make it a little bit fun. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like the best thing that I did while we were trying, because um, it took us six months to fall pregnant the first time, um, and I think I think it was around that stage, or maybe even the three month mark. I was like, I cannot do this alone. Mm. Yeah, I cannot be the one that's solely responsible responsible for every part of this because it is 
it's not just, oh, yeah, I'm ovulating today and then in two weeks' time I'll take a pregnancy test. Mm. It is, okay, well, week one is I am on my period and that always sucks, yeah. but especially so if I was hoping to be having to be yeah, exactly. you're so preg- yeah. a positive pregnancy test yeah. and that just goes haywire. And then the next week is like the you're waiting to, for your ovulation like normally after that next week is the one week in your period that you're like, ah, I don't have to worry about her. Mm. And then, but then you're just sort of like, well, I can't do anything at this stage because yeah. I'm just sort of waiting for that ovulation to happen. And then ovulation happens and then you've got to wait for that like two week that period. That two weeks is the devil. It is. Ugh. And when my therapist told me that, she was like, how are you going with a two week wait? And I was like, oh my God, that's what it's called. Yeah. The two week wait. <laughs> She's like, it hasn't yeah. made. Which is why like I'm a yeah. psycho who gets those, like you can start to take them early. They're not super accurate early, but I'm like, I will start peeing on these so early because I'm like, it's horrible. Yeah. Cause you just, you can't do anything about it. And your brain yeah. just doesn't think of anything. And the job I was working in at the time, like I needed to be switched on. I work in, I worked in weddings and I was doing quite a high volume and um, I had a lot of other things going on at work at the time. And I was like, I, I don't have the brain, brain capacity for both. Yeah. It was like yeah. an either or just because of how much space in my brain this whole yeah. baby planning God. thing was. I'm not hopeful for my own journey. Because I think that's the thing, like the idea of having a baby, the magnitude of it. Because like people do it all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But like it is such a big deal. Yeah. Like – the, the having of the baby, the growing the baby, becoming a mum, it's a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden you're just like, is it going to happen? And then you get your period and you're like, no, so no. So yeah. no. Today, no. no. Again, no. And it's but just it's like, that's yeah. what I think this month, even though I was like, I'm actually not that excited, I still was a bit like disappointed because I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Slightly relieved. I'm like, all right, I've got a couple of weeks where I can just be like, oh, whatever, not a big deal. Can't do anything about it. But then that is like, all of a sudden just like oh. and then when you see people around you who like I called my sister at one point and I was like okay I I don't know how much you tried for your kids because we've never really had that conversation she yeah. kind of supr- all surprised all of us with her first one um and well we thought she and her partner at the time were going to be like oh we bought a house and she was like we're pregnant. Oh, <laughs> we went, oh wow, that escalated quickly. Because <laughs> she would have been, what, 24? 23 when she had her first, yeah. Ooh, um, so, yeah, so I reached out to her at one point and I was like, how did you cope with all of this? Mm. And she goes, do you know what? I didn't have to. <laughs> Mum, tune out right now. She goes, <laughs> yeah. press pause. <laughs> Skip it I in just, 30 seconds. <laughs> she goes, I pretty much just had to look at a penis and felt pregnant. <laughs> And I was like, that is not what I want to hear. That's that's 23-year-old, like, ovaries just be like, hello. I was like, shit, well, of course I've missed the big fertile window. Oh, God. You know, and then you start going down that path of, like, am I barren? Oh, my God. Is this ever going to happen yet? Am I barren? Is is Andrew barren? Like, at what point do we start going and seeing a fertility specialist? Do we want to do that? Yeah. Um, You know, and all those conversations come out. and, And, I mean, we had decided like straight up IVF was not for us. Hey, that's what I said. Yeah. So cannot do. Cause I know that emotionally neither of us would cope with that. Mm. Um, and, and also, we so also fucking money. It's so and much money. Needles. 
I really <laughs> I don't like needles. I've oh, not injected no. myself a hundred million times a month with hormones. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, me. my heart grows out to IVF parents. Oh, they oh are. Yeah. Like, that's your journey. Incredible. Incredible. You but I could to do that. They are like, just could wow. do it. No. But I know that I don't have that mental space to hold that. Yeah. 100%. Um, I don't have the emotional capacity to hold that. And yeah, I like for us, we were like, all right, we'll give ourselves 12 months. And if it doesn't happen, we already love our life. Like I've got yeah. my nephews and my niece that I love. I don't get to see them as much as I'd love to see them, but, um, you know, I've still, you know, I've got that fun in my life and yeah, fuck it. We'll just be the fun uncle and auntie. It's fine. Yeah. Um, because fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will be fun wine mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just like, we just wanted to, we're like, we'll just give ourselves 12 months and we'll just see what happens. Um, and it took six for the first time. And that might've also been because we weren't actually actively tracking ovulation. We were just really doing that. We'll see how it goes. So it was like, Oh, flow says it's this time. Um, and like I said to you before the, at one point I said to Andrew, look, I'm putting the dates into a calendar for you because you need to make this happen. <laughs> I can't keep thinking about it. Like, this is, the, this is the ovulation window. Go hell for leather as much as you want. Anything else is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I remember you saying at one point something like, yeah, we're just keeping topped up over this time. And I was like, that's such a gross visual. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And I'm glad you said that. And like, I'm glad you feel comfortable to say that to me. But like, I don't know why I do that well. I was so in my brain. Yeah, about it at that point that none of my conversations were anything but how is this journey going? <laughs> it was crazy. And you I were not, like, okay, I will say you were not that bad. Like, well, it felt like it for me. Yeah, okay, you don't know you were because I would have been like, babe, you, you're right, you're doing okay. Back down, Chachi. <laughs> but no. Oh. Yeah, so then we had, um, I did fall pregnant and I had a, a ectopic after that um, with that one, which really sucked. Mm. Um, but I think what, and I mean, we can go into that if you want to or not. It's um, up to you. Totally yeah. up to you. Yeah. Uh, Talk to the folks well, about yeah. it if you want to. I mean, yeah. let, why not? Let it's rip. part of, it's part of the, part of the journey. Um, yeah. I think people need to be prepared. It was, like, talk about this because that's the thing yeah. people don't talk about this 100%. yeah because i've been very candid with this whole miscarriage thing people yeah, have horrified and i'm like oh, it's fucking happening so you need to normalize it they look yeah. either so sad or just so shocked they just, and like they just don't know what to say totally and i'm like just say that sucks yeah you know like that episode of park and parks and rec yeah. where um Oh, what is yeah, she's yeah. just like super pregnant. That sucks. She's like, I just want you to say that sucks. Yeah. I'm like, that is my motto. Yeah. <laughs> like, the same thing happened when I was, I, can't, I think I was talking to my aunties about it or something. And I was like, well, it's 11 episodes, but the last week we had a two part episode because we were talking about Shannon's miscarriage and all of them were like, <gasps> like shocked that I would just say it. And I was like, well, it's a public podcast. Like people listen to it. She's yeah. not going to be like, you can't, yeah, it's it private. It's not like a taboo <laughs> private subject. Like, we specifically are talking about it because it's important. And, like, yeah. it's, it's, I've said this before, it weirdly is so sad and so disappointing, but also I, it happens so, so often. Yeah. Common. It's so common, and it's, like, that's where a part of me is, like, it's just we a should part do it. of it it's like just part, like part and i'm not sad it. now people must like if Honestly, i said it trying for a baby should come with a warning probable miscarriage probably at some point. nearly guaranteed <laughs> to have a miscarriage 
at some stage. And I think if I say it to people now, and I'm sure you'd be the same, or are people like, oh, like they do, they look at you like, oh, and you're like, no, no, I'm cool, I'm past this. Like, yeah, bigger and better things now. Come on, like, yeah, hurry up. But yeah, I find now that I am imminently about to give birth yes. that people are looking at me when I say, oh, I had an ectopic pregnancy last year. And it's almost like this, oh, at least you're getting your baby. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but that shit happened and that shit was real and I went down a real dark path after yeah, it. Was it. Yeah. it was it was not fun. So I found out I was pregnant and we weren't gonna tell the parents until well like tell our families until we had at least had a like a scan or something and talked talk to the doctor or whatever, but what my other sister happened to be in town um, from Brisbane and I think I was about four weeks pregnant or something at that stage. Um and we were at dinner with my parents, Andrew and my sister. And at one point, Andrew made a very good dad joke. Um, and my sister turned around and was like, oh, you'd make such a good dad with those jokes. And I just couldn't help myself. I had to be like, yeah, well, he might be. <laughs> and one by one along the line, my sister's went, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and my mum is still talking at me and my dad sort of clocked on that something's happening and my mum's still talking at me and mum goes what's going on and my sister goes Lani's pregnant <laughs> and my mum's just about like bald oh no <laughs> they didn't even know that we were trying at that point <laughs> bless her <laughs> um so I'm really glad that we got that in right. because quick question did you tell them did did you specifically not tell them you were trying? Yes. Yeah. We hadn't told anyone that we were trying, I think, other than, like, a couple of friends. Mm. Um, I was like, I'm pretty dry. I knew you were trying. <laughs> yeah, you knew. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'd only, only spoken to a couple of friends about it just because we were like, I need someone to vent to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, again, I just, as supportive as my family had been of us being like, we're not having kids. Like, it was even in our wedding vows. <laughs> Our celebrant had worked it in there as something something along the lines of, you know, kids or no kids. Um, and we were like, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so for them to find out that we were trying, I really wanted that excitement. And I was really, like, I wanted them to be shocked that they didn't even know that it was happening. Also, who wants to talk to their parents about, like, yeah, we're boning all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, we're we're trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, we're all talking yeah. all the time. Like, having a great time over here. Don't come over, we're busy. So we told my family, we told Andrew's parents who were super excited and I'm pretty sure his dad just about cried because I think he'd also resigned himself, Andrew being an only child, that he was never getting grandkids. And, like, he was totally fine with it, but I think the shock of it, like, overwhelmed him and he was like, this is the coolest thing. Um, So, yeah, for us to then – I went and got, like, all my blood tests and all of that sort of stuff – and I, my blood test came back that they were, the HCG levels were super low. And she said, oh, look, it could be, like, it could be fine, but it could also be ectopic. So I'm going to get you to go for that second one 48 hours later um, and just see. And she called me while I was working. She's like, I'm really sorry. Um, the, the, so she said, no, she didn't say I'm really sorry. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember it again because it was a year ago. Um, 
she said that the levels were increasing, but they weren't increasing enough. So they're supposed to double every 48 hours. Um, but the levels weren't increasing enough. And I was like, Oh, could that be the reason that I've started bleeding? Um, because I'd read all about implantation spotting and all that sort of stuff. And I was, it was like, it wasn't period heavy, but it was heavier than what implantation bleeding is supposed to be. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that could be it. So that is usually um, an ectopic. That usually is a sign of an ectopic pregnancy. So get yourself down to King Eddie's like today and right. start looking into it. So she set me up for a dating scan at King Eddie's that I think it was that afternoon or the next day. Um, so we went in there and they were like, we can see a sack. We can't see a baby, which is to be expected at this stage. Cause I think by that stage I was like five, maybe just six weeks. Um, they said, but the, the, your right, I think it was my right fallopian tube. Um, had thickening in it and for a bit of history I had also I had already had an ectopic pregnancy about 10 years prior um after another incident um that was not dealt with very well but it was they had could see it in my fallopian tube um but they'd never sort of followed up on it afterwards. The care oh. was terrible. Um, terrible. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, that was a really shit time. Yeah. So the doctor I went to for the first one was pretty much like, uh, so your HCG levels are dropping. Um, so that's good because it means that you're not pregnant anymore. So we'll just get you to go for another scan and good luck. It'll just bleed out. Cause I think I had found out that I was, I had found out that I was pregnant at about 10 weeks that first time around. Um, like I wasn't with somebody. I, yeah. uh, you know, I was 21 or 22, like really young. And so this is, ha- this had happened. I had taken a morning after pill, all that sort of stuff and just happened to end up with an ectopic pregnancy. And it was so poorly managed that I, I tried calling up about five years later to get my scans and stuff just to be like, all right, well, I'm with a partner now that is, this is, this is is it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of need to know what's gone on. I'd like to know about my body. I'd like to know what happened to my body. Like, did that affect my tubes? Because I'm older now and I can kind of, you know, understand that that could be a problem if I do decide I want to have kids. Um, And there was like, I have one piece of paper that says... anything about that ectopic pregnancy and it basically just says hcg dropped uh ectopic ectopic pregnancy um there's a there's a term they use basically that your body bled it out yeah that was that was how it was dealt with so yeah like i was already it's quite dangerous to have an ectopic right yeah it can be really it can be really dangerous so yeah i mean why i I'm not even surprised yeah. that this is the care. Like, <laughs> you're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not great, but also, I, yeah, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I had, had no care with that one. And because I was so traumatized by it, I'd sort of just sort of shoved it into the, okay, well, that was my partying days past, and we just hide that one. Um, so when we were actually trying and I actually fell pregnant, I'm Andrew had already known about that ectopic pregnancy, I think, because it happened about six months before we end up getting together. Um, so he'd known about it, our whole relationship. 
And so for me to turn around and be like, I think I might have another ectopic. (laughs) We're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So we headed to King Eddie's. They did the scan. um, And that's why I was so concerned because it had been in my tube the last time. And this time there was thickening in my tube, but they couldn't see anything. Um, So... The management plan from there was either A, wait to see if I bleed out, basically, um, and just continual monitoring of my HCG levels. Um, Which is a shit option because that means multiple, multiple blood tests where you're just like, oh, this is garbage. That, like, people think that. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. You just get your HCG. It's like, no, I'm going to get stabbed in the arm like every day for a week. By the like, yeah, end of the whole ordeal, I looked like a junkie. That's what I said. Like, <laughs> like, I had so many pricks in my arm. That was my arm. Was just, like, one of the ladies who took my my last set of bloods was just like, I'm really not sure which vein is going to be the best one for this. Oh my God. They're all so bruised. Different one. Like, yeah, I was no. like, can you take it from somewhere else? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't foot. care. <laughs> and this is the thing. is like, Then you're like, all of this, and I don't get a fucking baby out of it. Like, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. I'm getting stabbed, jammed, bloods taken and i don't even i have to suffer suffer and no baby yeah fucking terrible yeah and so they sort of the the ultrasound girls they were just doing their job but they weren't sort of the best at articulating what everything was because they were like all right well the basically they were like these are the facts yeah this is these are the steps you can take so make a decision um and so i was like well i'm already bleeding so let's just see how this goes i didn't know that I didn't understand at that point all of the trauma that was about to entail over the next three or four weeks. So I went home, I got regular blood tests every 48 hours for the first week and my levels were just increasing. Um, So they weren't doubling, but they were still increasing. So they were like, well, it's definitely not, it's definitely not a viable pregnancy. And that word was... I'm making these noises because I'm so stressed. (laughs) This is a year ago and this stresses me out. This is the first time I'm hearing this and I've literally gagged like seven times. (laughs) No, terrible, terrible. Absolutely not. And then to think if, like, any of our husbands had to go through this, how they'd cope with it. Oh, you get so much pain <laughs> relief. So much pain relief. Like, he'd be knocked out in sleep for two weeks and then open up and be like, oh, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'd gone through all of that. After a week, they were like, well, you levels are increasing still, so we need to go to the next step of management. But because we can't – like, because there's no direct problem with your fallopian tube at the moment because we saw a sack in your uterus but somehow i don't know it sounded like somehow it had split um they were like the next step we can do is the methotrexate um so that we can we'll do that and then if that doesn't work then it'll be surgery um and i was like can you explain what that is yeah so the the methotrexate is um technically a chemo drug um shit yeah you get chemo chemo drugs and two paracetamol (laughs) (laughs) that was exactly it (laughs) exactly it get fucked so when they said that to me andrew and i kind of looked at each other because he's had rheumatoid arthritis and one of the um one of the treatments for it is methotrexate at a very, very, very low dosage. Um, so he'd been having that for like five years. We've still got methotrexate in the fridge because he'd stopped taking it because he had to stop. He had to come off that for us to start trying. 
because it causes birth defects. Um, so fortunately, he is all good with his um, rheumatoid arthritis. It's gone into remission. So fortunately, that hasn't affected him because we were also like, if he starts getting problems, well, then that's it. You know, mm. I'd far prefer his health is fine than yeah. we have a baby. Um, yeah. But he was all good. Um, so, yeah, so we still had methotrexate in the fridge from, Ooh, like, multi-purpose years drug, ago. this one. Oh, it really is, yeah. It's, it's scary. Brilliant. It's like Windex. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the Windex on it. <laughs> so we had gone into the hospital, the... Um, we were at King Eddie's and I cannot speak highly enough of the midwives at King Eddie's. They were... I've heard they're pretty good, actually. Yeah. Amazing. I've heard good things about I them. have, I mean, especially I mean, now that I've in been... general, they're fucking yeah. little legends. Now that I've been pregnant as well, every experience I've had at King Eddie's has been incredible. Um, not that I've had, like, a shitload of hospital experiences, but, mm. like, the care that they have um, and, it, like, even just their bedside mannerisms are just amazing they've got mm. such a lovely culture there um well they seem to be at least <laughs> um so yeah we had the obstetrician come in sort of explain what that next step was um big old needle in my bum um and he was like so you'll probably feel a little bit sick from it uh the nurse comes in from the chemo drug yeah, yeah. yeah no shit. Radiation from my a little bit of nausea mm. the okay dog nurse comes in to administer it she's in like full ppe because it is a chemo drug oh my god so i'm, I'm like my ppe you're like, you're like, like, you're this is, you're just like, this is going, going in me okay <laughs> i was pulled down my sheet my jeans now like, i don't think i can handle the responsibility of becoming spider-man like please <laughs> So she gives me that. I go home. I um, just spent the next 24 hours on the couch, like can't move. This is over my birthday weekend as well. (laughs) So I was having a really great time. Um, Go back and do my regular blood tests. And my my doctor calls me and says, yeah, so your bloods are still going up. Oh, my God. Yes. I am that man. I remember this because I remember thinking, okay, she's got to do this and then it's her birthday and then we're going to celebrate. We're going to go and have so many champagnes and make this so nice and you can't do that because you had to have more. Yeah, so I had a second round and I cannot tell you I have never felt more disgusting in my life um, because obviously it was two shots. I think it's like 90 mils of this chemo drug each. Like they're they're big shots. and I yeah, so physically, so I have had this a week Ugh. apart, and I, oh. I cried. Oh, I cried for like oh, twelve hours because not only was I going through, holy shit, I'm losing a baby, but I just feel this is this oh. is the most. It wasn't. It was it wasn't pain or discomfort. It was like this, like the world's worst flu that you've ever ever oh. had. Like, I mean, like I felt worse. I felt worse with that than I did when I had COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Which was this year's birthday present. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so because I had had two shots of chemo drug, I was not even allowed to drink. Um, So yeah, we we weren't even able to go out and have birthday drinks for me. Um, Terrible. So it was like no drinking for a month. Um, 
And like, of course, with this, I'm just going, I really hope those levels come down because the next step after that is a DNC. And because it's a topic, um, I could lose a tube out of this. So it was really protracted because you get a lot of girls that, you know, they go in, they're they're pregnant and they're told, oh, no, actually, you're not. You need a DNC. And it happens like that. You get no time to think. And that's awful. Yeah. Awful. I know a couple of girls that that's happened to. Um, But this was this was protracted over weeks. Yeah. And so I was like, please just make this one work because I just I don't have it in me Mm -hmm. to go for that like fourth round. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and Especially then, if they're going to do a DNC. It's like, could you not have just maybe chosen, just, could just we not have done, done, done that to start with? This? Yeah. this is been a nightmare. Because on top of all of that, you've had two rounds of chemo drugs and then you're like, hormones are dropping and just going fucking buck wild, which yeah. also makes you feel like absolute fucking yeah. trash. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I think... But like, two Panadol though. Yeah. Oh so yeah. yeah, that's the one. Oh no, no, it was Panadol Forte. Oh, oh. <laughs> In that case, what? luxury! <laughs> Yeah, so I think that was that was really hard for me. It was really hard on Andrew, but it was hard on Andrew because he was seeing me go through that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. necessarily that, you know, for him, he hadn't he didn't feel like he had lost a baby because yeah. he wasn't yet attached to it because I had like when I found out, I was like, "Ah, uh, so there's a line on this," and he was like, "Cool, yeah, cool, <laughs> we, we achieved it." Yeah. <laughs> like, goal achieved. Much success. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was, if anyone who knows Andrew is exactly the response you expect <laughs> from him. <laughs> it wasn't that he wasn't excited; he was just like, "Ah." <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, so I don't think he had really had a chance to sort of. It's like connect to oh we're having a baby um so yeah to see his wife going through all of this and then I was also dealing with a really shit time at work um it was that was just the most horrible thing but I think earlier when you said Shannon that you were really sort of disheartened by this yeah this month like I feel that so much there's just no excitement it's not even like it's not that I actively don't want one I'm just like I'm just so indifferent to this yeah you're just like it's like a lot of shit and like yeah because there's a good chance it could work out well but then also now statistics the data has shown this may go to shit again and I don't want it yeah and I felt that so I was we weren't allowed to try again for three months because of the um, risk of birth defects that would and because be so of hard. because of that we I think we ended up going four months and I think because the last like that extra I needed that mentally extra month to just yeah prepare reset. myself and reset yeah. and I think that was the best thing that I did because I was like all right well we're approaching this a little bit differently now um, yeah, new I, plan yeah and and I sort of felt a little bit more revitalized like okay well I'm you know I'm still not happy that that happened but mm. okay that has happened now it kind of was this enforced reset yeah rather than like what you were saying well, fuck it, let's just go again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that sort of allowed me that that time to go, all right, cool. Um, and also it allowed me the mental capacity to go, yeah, my job's not the place I need to be right now. Because <laughs> um, yeah. you do so, really need to, like, steal yourself to be like, okay, 
can I go through this again if it happens again? Yeah. Like, can I deal with this one more time? Because otherwise you're just going to mentally unravel. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Am I right in thinking that you'd have to do similarly for like, I'm going to use the term real world now, but like the world outside of trying to create a human, like, do you feel like you would have to do that with the rest of everything as well? Like the mundane minutiae of like everyday life. Like if you've just gone through something like that, do you have to be like, okay, I have to get up. Like I have to, Oh yeah. That first, I have to go first, to work. Like I that have to be first month after it. Um, my boss at the time was like, take all the time you need, but we need you back by this day. And I was like, well, that's not all the time. Thanks for nothing. How many times can I say, get fucked in this episode? Just get fucked, mate. Um, yeah. So it was, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was, that was really hard as well. And I think that was at the time that I went, you know what? my life and my mental health is worth so much more than this job. A hundred percent. And I am not going to fall pregnant while I'm at this job because I am way too fucking stressed. Because literally you can be stressed and just not get your period. You can eat something weird and not get your period. So yeah. like, the, I'm that's the queen just, of not getting my period. There's not getting your period. Stressed. That's just like low key, <laughs> you know, you eat something odd or something's happened and you've gotten upset. Then trying to like add a baby to that. There's I no mean, it's fucking in hell. Mystery the real reproductive system. The real consequence of, well not consequence, the real, um, the coping mechanism I came out with after all of that, because I have anxiety and depression as it is anyway, like that is my baseline. Um, I came out of that and then with the stress of this job. So that all finally wrapped up in about June or July. Yeah. And then uh, July, August was like the most manic time at work for me because we had three major events all in the space of four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was I was really not coping with the stress of that, having to come back for these events. Yeah. Um, a boss that I just clearly was not gelling with. Yeah. Um, and so for me, my coping mechanism was to start binging and purging. And I was like, well, this is not going to work if I cannot look after my body. We're not totally. going to, we're not going to fall pregnant. If I'm like this, like something has to go. Um, then did you go see Tina? I did. <laughs> I definitely started back with her as soon as I could. We have the same therapist guys. We love She's her. amazing. <laughs> Couldn't live without her. Great therapy. Um, yeah. So we, I went back and started seeing her and ended up, quitting my job three times before they actually let me go. Um, Ew. I know, I know that's a whole ordeal, um, but we're not going to go down that path today. <laughs> so um, I think I left, I left that job on the 16th or 17th of December. Hi buddy. Sorry, we are joined um, also by Aslan, who is Lani's <laughs> very giant uh, greyhound, greyhound, who's just got woken up from a nap to have some cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I finished up on that, yeah, the 16th or the 17th, and I had actually started tracking my ovulation around then. And I think finally knowing that this part of my life was almost over, I was like, oh, I can relax. Um, we went up to Karatha for Christmas with my family, and it was on New Year's Eve that I found out that I was pregnant again. <laughs> and I was like, yay! Um, which was really, I mean, it was really exciting, 
uh, and I kind of knew that I was pregnant like the day beforehand. Um, I had a bit of an inkling, but I was like, no, 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 let's just wait until the day my period's due because I'm up here and I'm having fun. Um, but I couldn't help myself. I'd already packed a pregnancy test just to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>